What's happening, everyone? This is the Republic of Gaming podcast. I am your host, Ronan Fox. We have a very special show today. We have the E3 special. Um, it's coming up this weekend, so we're going to be talking about that. With me, we have Kevin Toner. How are you doing, Kevin? Not too bad, man. How's yourself? I'm good, man. Um, we had a we struggled to get going here. <laughs> this uh, show, yeah. look, uh, not, not the technical issues. We'll uh, we'll push on. It's it's all about getting through them te technical issues. We have uh, Seamus Fanning. Yeah, we have me doing? again. Are you a little bit better today? You know, <laughs> I, probably, I probably won't look to the left as much because I don't have a TV there this time. If anyone asks, you're you're in like high definition this week. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm using my mobile internet instead of my actual house internet. It doesn't make any sense. That's super weird. Is it 4G or 3G? I think actually we're just on H. It's just my internet's that bad. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and that voice you just heard there is the mysterious but well-known Platinum Jack. How are you doing, Jack? All right, lads. I'm the man they were referencing last week. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us just off the bat, what is your Platinum that you got this week? Ukulele. <laughs> and it and, was a bit of a hard fought one i'll say that much how many times did you have to play it oh god i think it took me about 26 hours altogether did you have to do more than one playthrough or was no it... no no you i you can do it in the style of usual collector thons okay and the sense of that you can get it all before the final boss so that's what i was doing i was going to world to world collecting everything i could so when you go when you go to get a platinum, obviously when you get a game, do you go and actually look at the guides on how difficult it is to get a platinum, and then you play the game working towards those trophies, or do you actually just enjoy the game and then go back and and get your trophies? It's, it kind of varies. If I'm enjoying the game, then I'll wait until I finish it and then go check the guide. But if I'm not enjoying the game, I probably won't get the platinum. It kind of varies from game to game. Like stuff like the Witcher Tree, I wasn't planning on platinum until I actually played it, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. Yeah, and yeah. Going out and doing it. Enjoyment like, is a big factor. Yeah. But um, so ukulele, it was a good game, or it was just an easy platinum, or twenty six hours. It was a good game. It was a good enough game. It was, as I said, it's similar in the vein to Banjo Kazooie and the like, okay. which is what they were aiming for. And yeah, it was a kind of a carbon copy with a different yeah. aesthetic type of. Um, yeah, so that's what you've been jamming. You 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 played God of War, was it recently as well? You got the yeah, platinum. I got that about three days ago. <laughs> so three days. So you've got two this platinums man. in a week. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Much. And that's why he's called the Platinum Jack, people. <laughs> if you really wanted to go mad. I I would say I had I've gotten six in the past month, but oh, now it's just brackloffs. Nice. <laughs> Name the six while we're on the, the trophy. Uh, I think it yeah. was Goat Simulator, Rocket League, Rise of the Tomb Raider, God of War, Ukulele, and I can't remember the sixth off the top of my head. How the hell what? did you get a platinum for Goat Simulator? <laughs> Follow the guide. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I you know what? I, I, uh, I turned that game on for 10 seconds and I ended up getting stuck in a wall and I laughed like ridiculously. I think it's up on the YouTube. I laughed for about 10 minutes and then I said, I am never playing this game again and turned it off. You see, I got it back when I was, you know, when it was relatively new out on the PS4 and I played it in college and thought it was hilarious. So I was like, ah, it's only about a tenner on the PS4 store. I get that. <laughs> and I played it for about half an hour and went, it's not as funny as I remember. <laughs> gave up and I was like, you know what? 
it's an easy platinum. I'll finish that off. And <laughs> I think I was done about three or four hours later. I had it. It's quite I, an I easy one to get on the, on the PlayStation. I don't have any platinums at all. Kevin, <laughs> uh, on to you. What What are you playing at the moment? And what I've been playing actually. Um, I downloaded DOSBox during the week for some really a retro gaming. It's a, it's a it's a it's like a emulator for DOS for MS DOS for old PCs. So are like, you talking about like the original Prince of Persia and Indiana Jones? Oh those yeah, type of yeah. Games? I was playing uh, King's Quest Five. King's oh, Quest. That's a is yeah. that a from software game? I've no idea, man. To be honest, am I thinking of something different? Possibly something different. Okay. Um, no, and I think it's a Sierra game. Sierra, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, no, it's great. There's um, one. It was it was a bit difficult to get it going. DOSBox is a pain. There's a lot of coding and stuff that okay. I won't really get into. But I eventually okay. got it working, got the game working with the even had voice acting in it. Jeez. Ter- terrible voice acting, but it was brilliant. So was it a case that you spent longer actually trying to get the game working than you did play the game? Is is that oh, what you were at? Or... <laughs> like half so, an so it's hour like this hour. podcast, basically. Spent <laughs> more time spending <laughs> up the podcast than we have actually in the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> um, um, that, no, that's awesome. Because I do the same when I'm modding stuff like Skyrim. I actually spend more time modding and going into the game and saying, oh, yeah, that looks good. But I can add more mods and more mods. And it ends up, it just breaks and it's like oh well that was fun like yeah. so it's like delete it's just, one delete two <laughs> yeah most of the time it's just it's just spent um in the modern and looking at the, the coding and stuff no that's cool so are you more you're obviously more retro gamer no i just um i i uh i've been i've been interested in it lately i've been watching a lot of like repairing people repairing old computers and all that sort of stuff there's a great guy called 8-bit the 8-bit guy Okay. And he does all repair and retro tech, and he'll. Do you know when old tech goes yellow? He'll like, he'll put chemicals on it to make it go back white and everything. Nice. It's just massive, and I've been really interested in it a while. It's a fad that I'll get bored of in a few weeks and go back to playing Fortnite or something. So you're playing Fortnite as well with Paddy, yeah? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I got, sick of it. I got sick of it for a while, but I'm going back on it now. You're going back. Um, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to keep away, especially the fact that it's so polished and it's just it's seamless now. You can just jump into a game. My son plays it a lot. Seamus, what have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, I bought the uh, Sega Mega Drive Classics Collection there for the PlayStation over the weekend. I've been dabbling through Streets of Rage and Golden Axe and all, and dying a lot in Shinobi in the last couple of days. Yeah, well, you always. Di- I remember always dying a lot in Shinobi, so nothing's <laughs> changed there. What's <laughs> uh, what? It's gotten a little bit. It, it makes me. It makes you realize how easy games are nowadays. It really does. Yeah, I remember calling back to the 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 original Prince of Persia, and I remember playing it recently. And it was uh, I never got any further than I did when I was ten years of age, and I just thought I was young and crap at video games. But no, it's because they were super difficult. <laughs> uh, what What was the best experience on that collection? Is it worth picking up? And you know, well, it's got it's got fifty. Games on it, like, and it's only thirty five euro in like dice GameStop and stuff. So it's always worth picking up. Just and also, it actually has online multiplayer for games like Gold Max and uh, Streets of Rage and stuff. So me and Paddy even dabbling in that. That's pretty cool, actually. That's worth getting yeah. for that loan. I didn't know that. Now, yeah, so that's, that's it, cool. it brings you back to playing games with your friends in your bedroom, kind of thing and stuff. Online retro gaming. I think they're onto something there. That that sounds cool. I'm gonna pick that thing up as well. Mr. Richman had a had a Sega in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and an Atari. Yes. Ooh. So they've you're gonna got... pick up that new Atari that they're releasing. I think it's like the Atari VCS. No yeah. chance. 
It has real wood, though. That is, they're advertising it with real wood. Yeah, but oh, it's real more expensive or something. It's three hundred dollars for the real wood version, and it's two hundred and twenty for one without real wood. Or but basically, it's just an Android box. <laughs> yeah. Um, just nano box. <laughs> just whip out a, an old PS3 if you want something like that. Yeah. Um. So we'll move it on a little bit. Um, last week was our first our first show of the Republic of Gaming podcast, and I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone that dropped in, to everyone that gave us some you know really nice um, advice as well as opinions over the week. We've been blown away, and we're hoping to do this every week, every Wednesday at half nine. <laughs> <laughs> but um no, it just like it means a lot that we we get feedback off the community. Um the Republic of Gaming community has always been a very positive place to get feedback on stuff that uh, that that we're doing and yeah, thanks a million to everyone who who dropped in and listened to us. Um so now kind of on with the main part of the show we're here to talk about the E3 conference um coming this weekend. It's starting on Saturday and it's ending on Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday the 12th. So the first thing I wanted to kind of bring up with you guys is Sony released um they released a bit of news during the week that they are going to be releasing information of a new game starting from today. They've they've released the game um that they were talking about today up until their conference on I believe Sony's is yeah Sony's conference is on Monday at sadly half two in the morning. Um, if if anyone can stay up that late, well, but <laughs> you're going to stay up for it, Jack. Yeah. Oh no, I'll be in work, so I can actually watch it in work. All oh, right, you'll be chilling out and <laughs> making some money watching the Sony press press conference. <laughs> That's exactly. Um, so um, I have a a list here of exactly what type of game they're going to release. So on June the sixth, which is today, they've already released a new PS4 game with P PSVR support, and that game is hold your horses now, people. Tetris Effect. <laughs> I was going. To, I was going to try fake a drum roll there. <laughs> I didn't give you any time. Sorry. Oh, the drum <laughs> the drum roll would have made it all the better. Um. So Tetris Effect. Uh, you guys have seen seen this or seen a trailer how did they announce it or what were they kind of doing this i saw the announcement but i didn't really watch the trailer because tetris wouldn't be something i'd be that terribly interested in and just tetris with vr capabilities it's a little bit weird <laughs> silly, to be honest would you yeah um, blocks when, flying towards your head when i see that he... it was like psvr support i was kind of like eh. You know, I don't really have a PSVR, so I'm more interested in actually holding a controller in my hand. But look, what I do like about this is they're supporting the VR. Um, the problem that happens with a lot of, um, you know, uh, hardware from Sony is they don't support it enough. Vita got the same kind of treatment. So yeah, they're trying to give this the best, the best possible support they can. Um, so tomorrow we have, it's a little bit more exciting news. They're going to be... We're going to be getting a release date for an upcoming Worldwide Studios title. Seamus, do you have any idea what this game could be, or what are they talking about? I love you, I this question. Me, I haven't got a notion. <laughs> <laughs> any, any, any opinions, guys? Or you see, as much as I would love to say Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, CD Projekt Red is a Polish company, from what I remember, Erda. Yes, they're from Poland. Yeah. 
so they wouldn't be considered a worldwide one, so they, it can't be them. Unless it's going to be some Activision or EA, another EA announcement or something along those lines, I don't know what it is. I think the biggest rumor that's going around is that new game from Media Molecule, Molecule called Dreams. Um, it's it's kind of like a little big planet s game where you create levels and you can upload your levels to the internet and people can play them and um, there's been very little information released about it i know it was i think it was actually last year e3 we got some information and then it just disappeared but there's been rumors that people have been playing it it's now a playable game i suppose you could say so that could be it i'm putting my money on it that it's going to be dreams but look it could be anything there's so many studios from sony that it's it could be really anything um june 8 is a just a new ps4 game so i mean like what is that going to be is it going to be a new ip is it going to be maybe a sequel are we going to get to hear maybe horizon 2 is coming out Bloodborne Two, <laughs> exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> You're going to say Bloodborne Two, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think it's time, Paddy. Me, myself, and Paddy were throwing information back and forth earlier, and we could actually probably go into a little bit of detail about this later. But that that new trailer from from software showed the shadows die twice. You believe it's a Tenchu game? Yeah, I, that's a that's a line from Tenchu. Uh, I don't believe it's a Tenchu game, and I don't believe it's Bloodborne 2 either. I think it's actually a new IP called Shadows Die Twice. Um, but Ooh, look, we, Spanner and the works. Either. Sorry, Code Vein. Code Vein's not by front. Is it from software that's doing Code Vein? No, no, I don't think it is. No, neither do I. Because I remember seeing, I think it was from software or another company, they were doing a. Dark Souls-esque, Bloodborne-esque style game, but in kind of an anime visual yeah, sense. That is, yeah, no, that, right. that is Code Vein, yeah. Code Vein, but it's not from software. It's a, it's it's in the same style, supposedly. It's a little bit quicker. I think the gameplay yeah. is sped up. There's a different elements, but it's it's Souls-like, if you want to call it that. Um, but anyway, uh, June the 9th, we have a new PSVR game. And June the 10th, we have an eagerly anticipated VR game going to be released from Sony. So what I, what I want to put to you guys is, do you think it's it's good from Sony that they're kind of getting ahead of the pack here and they're almost leading the charge coming into E3? Like we're, we're a couple of days out and already Sony are making their mark. Um, do you think this can be a good thing or do you think it could dampen their their effect on the show floor? Well, I feel like um, if they're willing to put stuff forward now that they're saying, oh, this is stuff going to come out, what have they actually got in store for their own conference? It has to be that much bigger for it to actually like for them to actually put this stuff out now and say, well, this is stuff that we have coming up. It's, yeah. like, it's like the stuff that's coming up now doesn't really matter. Like the stuff that they're going to announce is going to be huge, I feel like. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good opinion. Well, Jack, problem, do you have any? Well, the problem being with that is, is we don't know about one of these games. This could be a new IP that they're releasing before E3. Why would they release it before E3 unless they want to build up hype for something that they're going to release during E3? This well, could, this, they could fall flat on their face with this. It could do really well. I'm not saying that. It couldn't. But at the same time, they could fall flat with it. I um, Do you have anything to add, Kev? I just think from the games that we have heard about Tetris and this dream, possibly Dreams game, I just I, I don't think it's going to be a major IP. I think it's just going to be 
fun individual 10 or 15 euro games that kind of thing just just a little bit extra just teases and then we'll get into the main meat at the actual show you know yeah i have so a spanner it's... to throw in the works go for it because we're talking about big studios could it be death stranding could it be the the, uh, the kojima game uh, po- possibly so I, I definitely think we're going to see some Death Stranding we have to we, we, we're going to see some gameplay of Death Stranding without a shadow of a doubt if they do it before the conference who knows but we're definitely going to see it I, I know for a fact I think there's rumours actually that Kojima himself is going to be playing that game um, whether it's going to be the conference or whether it's going to be in you know one of the rooms in the background we don't know but that's actually one that I'm really looking forward to, Seamus. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, super weird, super original, and it's Kojima. And I'm, I, I've every ounce of my body wants to support him for the way Konami treated him. So big up to him, and I hope he, he blows the, the show out of the water. Um, so next, we're going to just move on to each day and each, each conference, and we can throw in our opinion on exactly what we think and maybe some predictions that that i that i don't have wrote down here um so on saturday june the 9th is the ea conference now ea have been thrown under the bus by their own fault uh, to be quite honest with you this year with their their loot box system in battlefront 2 then they stripped it back and there it's just been a little bit messy year for them and um, they've got some serious slack over the battlefield 5 trailer we talked about that last week. It's probably a little bit, um, you know, harsh. The fact that they're getting stick over the game, not being historically accurate and there's girls in it. Like it's ridiculous. Carry on. We talked about it last week, but their big game. And I want to talk to you guys about this. Their big game that I think is going to be really, um, just everywhere in this show is, is Anthem. And it's, it's the destiny style game. It's, I believe it's from Bioware, the guys that did Mass Effect um, 1, 2, and 3. They didn't do Andromeda. It was a different team that did Andromeda. But they are, you know, they haven't done anything since Mass Effect 3. They've been working on Anthem. We have only seen snippets of game. We, we can't even call them gameplay. Snippets of that game, which look incredible. And I hope this show is going to show us, you know, gameplay and and what, what exactly Anthem is about, and if us four can jump in on a game and have some fun. Seamus, what, what do you think of Anthem? Are, are you interested in this game at all, or is, are you just going to let it pass by? It's not something I've looked into much, if I'm honest. Uh, I, I remember hearing about it ages ago, and I kind of just one of those things that kind of went in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Uh, um, you put EA in front of anything like that, I kind of just it puts me down, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be something they're going to destroy. Um, it's like everything else that they're doing at the moment. Everything, like, it's, it's, they're going to give you a game for 60 or 70 quid, and then you're going to have to pay an extra 10 or 20 quid every couple of weeks just to get something else out of it. That's literally all I can see coming from EA soon. Yeah, well, they, see, I think their, their strategy has changed in that sense. They're not going to be charging for the special, well, they'll charge for a special edition, but they're not going to be charging for future DLC especially with Battlefield 5, they came out and said there will be no loot boxes, there will be no paid subscription that you have to pay for after you buy the game. So I think they're they're trying to change in a way to help themselves, but 
they need to have the games as well. They can't just be bringing out FIFA and Madden every year. They need to have those, you know, those niche markets where they're trying to make a Destiny style game. And whether we're into Destiny or not, I played a lot of it. But whether you guys are are, are fans of the game, that game was huge, and nobody was able to really copy that style of game. And this was this is basically EA's answer to Destiny. Um, so I think this is going to be the big one for them, but time will tell. <laughs> yeah, like a, they really have a chance here, especially to take a lot of the market from Destiny because Destiny had really ruined the reputation, like with yeah. like basically nothing of a story and just endless repeating gameplay. And just from what I've seen of the game, I actually remember watching the trailer of Anthem last year, and it looked absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and. Uh, EA, again, I'm not the biggest fan. I wouldn't really buy their stuff, but they really have a chance. And the Mass Effect connection really has me interested in this game. So I'll definitely be looking at reviews when it comes out. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get a, a snippet of gameplay. Hopefully a couple of people on stage playing that game. That's personally what I want to see. I don't I like just... giving... What it, what's that, Jack? I was just about to say, let's just hope that is the case because, I, as they both said, I saw the trailer when it first came out. It looked phenomenal. Yeah, there was it, it looked kind of nearly too good, like watchdogs yeah. when it when it when we first seen it at that that E3 event. I think during the PS3 generation, it didn't come out, I believe, until PS4, and it didn't look as good as it did, you know, when we first yeah, seen it. Presentation, so, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the problem we have with e, E3 and with EA that their trailers can be a little bit a little bit lies um battlefield 5 was the exact same it's like a scripted gameplay trailer if you get me it doesn't look like a guy on a controller playing it looks like it was programmed to look that way um and that's that can be a problem for me um but anyway we'll we'll move it on to sunday that's that's the only conference that's on the the saturdays the the ea one sunday is a little bit busier we have microsoft um Jack, what do you think Microsoft are going to bring to the table that are going to turn some heads? Because let's be honest, they need they need something to oh, get people really excited about. Something out. <laughs> but uh, like as you've written, even written down that there could be Gears Five, and that it would be one of the bigger things they could do. But it all depends on how they do it. Because back when Gears Four came out, a lot of people were hyped about it, but from i heard from quite a few people it kind of fell flatter than what they were expecting yeah but again gears 5 it could come out could be fantastic or it could be terrible kevin well to be honest microsoft they haven't been doing great especially on the xbox front the last couple of years and just i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch the thing but if they just come out and say oh look a new forza game a new halo game just yeah if that's, right gonna be, if that's gonna be it and just yeah it's like you know. oh wow a new halo game and everybody loses their ship because it's a new halo game but it's for me it's just predictable and it's it's kind of like holding on to they're doing what nintendo doing do with their properties only nintendo make it exciting that they have you know oh a new mario is releasing what are they doing differently with the way xbox and microsoft do it it's like okay, these are our safe bets. Let's bring out a Forza. We have a big enough fan base that we're going to get a crowd cheer when we say, oh, a new Forza Horizon is coming out. A new Gears is coming out. A new Halo. I mean, they're the three, um, the three franchises that you would associate with that system. Now, if you go back to the Sony system, 
you can associate five new IPs in the last, you know, 10 years or five years that don't have a sequel that are original and they're all in-house studios. I, I personally don't think Microsoft look after their, their in-house studios enough. I think they should take a little bit of what Sony are doing and allow their studios to have a little bit of creative flair. Yeah, go on. Can I, can I just say, or they can just do what Nintendo are doing. I, like you said, Nintendo are doing the same, have the same ones each year, but they're doing enough different with each game to where people are actually drawn in. Yeah. Like with the new Mario Odyssey, that was a complete overhaul for Mario. It was fully 3D or like something bigger than what the 3DS games were. And now they're doing something different with Pokemon. And then, like, don't get me wrong, that's got a lot of people divided, but it's also going to get a lot more people into it. Yeah. This is what Microsoft need to start mixing up their games. Like, most people say all the Gears games are very samey, they're all dark and gritty and all that type of stuff. Halo, I've heard, is the exact same. It's just the same game in, in year in, year out. Just the stories are a small bit different. Yeah. What Microsoft no, I... really need to do is they need to change it up. Seamus, what do you think Microsoft are going to bring to change it up? I'm not too sure, but on the on the fact of like we're talking about them with their own original IPs, when they did see a thieves, like that was supposed to be something that was going to take flight, and they expected it, like for someone like people to start switching over and from PlayStation to Xbox and stuff. And this year, they also got PUBG as their own as well, either of them. And yet, it, in both cases, it seems like they've fallen flat in their face. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I think you can even see that with the whole Fortnite coming to PS4 and just blowing up in that system it was i think actually pubg not being on ps4 helped fortnite get the the recognition and the kickstart it needed because i think if the two of them were competing on the same system i don't think it would have been a clear cut for fortnite to really push out in front but the fact that it was free on the ps4 literally everyone was playing it. i know i was my son was everybody that i talked to was playing it. nobody was even talking about uh, PUBG that had a, a ps4 because they didn't care they didn't know what this thing was PUBG, okay this it's a hardcore sim like battle royale mode sounds difficult and it is difficult i've played it and i do enjoy it but fortnite is just it's so much easier to get into there is don't get me wrong more skill involved in, in fortnite i believe because of the different elements of gameplay but i think it really has given them a push and like microsoft have just they just don't have the games they can have the most powerful system they want like but what's the point of having like i mean the switch isn't a powerful system but it still has awesome games you know what i mean i, I, I don't think fantastic. it's about i don't I feel like this, at this stage microsoft are getting zero they're taking I think that's like their, their biggest downfall this year now. Like they're putting, they, they put a lot, like you see it everywhere now, even when you're looking at consoles, like you see a Sea of Thieves bundle and stuff like that. And But the game itself it hasn't done enough for people to want to move across. I don't think there's like, like uh, the biggest thing about games this year though is like the likes of Fortnite and stuff, because for, they're so big and they kind of take over the whole market. It's hard for any new games, to, new IPs to push through that barrier and get yeah. up to the forefront. So Definitely. I think any new IPs this year are going to struggle. But at the same time, if I'm if I've been told by a lot of people correctly, Sea of Thieves has just basically pulled a no man's sky on them. They promised <laughs> much. so much, and they did not deliver on it. Like my, no, man's, no man's sky was Sony's fault though. Sony yeah, picked oh, it up yeah, that's... the advertising and they pushed it as a triple A game, <laughs> even though it was an indie game who needed to be followed and loved and developed over but, a couple of years. 
by the sounds of things, Microsoft has done the exact same thing as Sea of Thieves. They did not learn from Sony's mistake. Yeah. No Man's Sky, with all the credit, uh, like I want to give those guys credit, they are still updating that game. <laughs> and they're, well, the game is meant to be fantastic. I mean, they're after bringing in multiplayer or it's coming one, one or the other, but I mean, at least they're still supporting those games. And I like I don't mind if a game comes out with little content and then the developer supports and supports and supports and in a year's time, yeah, like I think Ubisoft oh, yeah. is a great example of, of of doing that. They just support the hell out well, of it. For, is meant to be very very good these days, from what I've been told. Anyway, so but like if if the best example that we can come up with is Sea of Thieves, I mean, come on, people, like that's not going to blow the war. Like an online pirate game is not going to make people go out and buy a system. It's going to be these single-player story-driven games that everybody is talking about, and everyone is like, no, you have to play the story. It's just it's some of the best writing I've ever seen. The characters are phenomenal. Not, yeah, I bought a new ship, I upgraded a gun, and now I can go and loot some treasure on an island. Like It's, it's just a, it's a different way of looking at it. I think multiplayer is important, but single-player games are system sellers, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, big time. Sorry, Jack. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry uh, Kev, what were you saying? I, I think Microsoft should take a note out of Nintendo's book because Switch aren't trying to compete with PlayStation or Xbox, so they're doing their own thing. Yeah. So I always thought Microsoft, they have the connection with Windows and Steam and the whole thing. Make hardware. Make, say, like a $600 Xbox PC, and then it loads up, and you choose, do you want to play Xbox or Windows? And yeah. you can have Xbox and Steam on the same machine for 600 or 800 or 1200 if you want to go for the big one. So it's yeah. actually funny that you say that because I I do believe that Microsoft are going to turn around and say all our first party games you can play on PC now. Go mm -hmm. go ahead like and I think that might be if we do hear that I think that might be Microsoft basically throwing in the towel and saying look if you have an Xbox that's fine you can play these games but you can play them on PC as well. And what I think that does is it helps the first party studios get onto you know, a bigger a, a bigger player base and to sell more games. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think they do need to do something that will you know, just change it like back backwards compatibility. Like nobody wants that anymore. Like I have a PS2, 3 and 4 on my shelf there and if i want to go back and play previous games you know there's there's emulation out there there's you can buy systems for next to nothing backwards compatibility you, you need to stop holding on to that dream i think um as as i'd love to myself it, i have to agree with you but that's that's because i don't have them all set up yeah it's a nice novelty them. don't get me wrong but it's not a thing that's going to turn many heads like oh here's games you can play from 10 years ago like that's fine and people love doing that but i just don't think it's the way to push a system further into its generation and try and get people to to really you know back that system um we'll move on to the next one because it's i think we'll have a lot uh kinder things to say about this one <laughs> is uh on sunday at 2 30 in the morning jackie you working for that one no <laughs> i am indeed i'm working all weekend so, so jack is going to be our main week. man he's going to keep the keep the information um oh, coming in uh we have bethesda at 2 30 in the morning on the sunday and bethesda have you know they're they're an amazing company if you ask me they've brought us amazing games like the elder scrolls series fallout um you know prey we've got just so many good games from bethesda and last week we were actually talking about the trailer that released 
it was the Fallout 76 trailer. And I want to kind of throw this to you guys because I want to see where where you guys stand with Fallout 76. We know now that it's a, it's a survival game, online survival, much like Rust and um, what was the other game it was compared to? Rust and Daisy, by Daisy, Daisy, exactly. Um, are you guys looking forward to another Fallout Rust Daisy game? No. <laughs> I f I feel like the fact that the Daisy and stuff's coming to the PlayStation and stuff already. I think that's a market that's gonna uh, when the original kind of comes out, people jump on that straight away. So they're kind of fighting an uphill battle anyway. I know people who love Fallout will buy it. Yeah, but people who love those kind of games, I think might just go for the likes of Rust or Daisy. Yeah, the ones that are kind of there to start. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm a little bit, not burnt out, but I thought Fallout 4 was, don't get me wrong, it was a good game and I played possibly 20 or 30 hours, but it didn't do enough from no, the previous games. I thought it was, it felt like I was just playing a little bit more polished Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas. Um, you said last week, Seamus, actually, that this could be their, their New Vegas-esque game to come after uh, yeah, yeah. Fallout 4. But yeah, we found out that it's not. It's a it's an online survival game. Could be could be very good. It could be not very good, but is like is that your number one flagship game that you bring to the to the stage? I, I personally don't think so. But another game that they announced is Rage 2. Now if anyone here says they loved Rage One, <laughs> I'll get up and walk out here. But uh, have, have any of you used played Rage One? No, I haven't played it, but I do remember when it first got announced. It was kind of like it was uh, when they first announced it. They were likening it to Borderlands to begin with. Yeah, and then it got released, and nobody liked it. Everybody tore to shreds. <laughs> so uh, I do not know where they're coming from coming out with a second one. Well, the only difference with this game is they actually brought on Avalanche uh, Studios, which are the studio that did uh, the Max, the Mad Max game, the recent one. Which Jack, I know you platinum that recently, and um, that was very, very good. It's was a great game. game. Sorry, was that game number six? Possibly so. Was it? Yeah, that was actually number six. No, <laughs> nice. The platinum Jack, we got you. <laughs> yeah, that was Mad Max. Like it was a long game, and it did have its moments, but. It was a fantastic game. Mind you, it got a bit samey with some of the combat, but the combat itself was very free-flowing. Think something like Batman. It was that kind of smooth. Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it as well. It was free on PSN there last month, I believe. Um, quality free, game. It was free. Yeah, yeah, I do agree it was a quality game. Yeah. Um, one I playing Zoner. So Rage 2 is, yeah, same studios as those guys. So I think if... If them them studios can get together and really push that world that they created in Mad Max and some of the gameplay elements, I think Rage Two is going to be more of a. I think it's first person, possibly team like squad based online. I like I'm not exactly totally sure what it's going to be about, but I think it's kind of squad based online, and it's going to be in a in a post apocalyptic world. That's the, the kind of gist that I'm getting from that game. Well, um, the first one is sitting in a post-apocalyptic world anyway, so they could it could just be a straight-on sequel from that. Then, honestly, I've no idea. I've, I've never never touched the original, and I don't know any gameplay of it. And as far as I'm aware, it was set in a post-apocalyptic world as well. So I could be wrong now. I don't know. It's been a while since I've last looked at the game, but um, enough anyway. So other like apart from those two games, the 
pray we're getting a pray DLC going by a Twitter leak supposedly uh, Twitter account leak um, came out and said that there was pray DLC going to be announced um, I played pray for a little bit thought it was interesting but there was just something that didn't grab me about that game so a DLC it doesn't do anything for me but ha have you guys played it or no, don't even, I don't even know the game to cast. No, I haven't I played have the either. original Prey, but I don't have the new one. It's uh, yeah, because the original was called Prey as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was a completely different set. And if I remember correctly, it was a you played as a Native American who got abducted by aliens and compared to being an alien yourself. Okay, well, I know the the, the newest one is you work for some corporation, and I do believe you get abducted and you're trying to fight your way through mm -hmm. one of the spaceships. It's interesting. It's got some cool abilities. My and... apologies to whoever's not played Prey. I've just realized what I've said. <laughs> <laughs> well, games. <laughs> um, but uh the yeah so it's it's kind of like i would call it dishonored in space is is the way i'd i'd uh i describe prey the gameplay i agree with you yeah um so that's another thing that could come out or be announced is a uh, possibly dishonored three or some dlc for for the second one um could be a be well was that um death of the death of yeah. the outsider yeah, was that was a DLC that... or was that just a standalone? Because I know you could get a physical copy of it. Yeah, I think it was a standalone kind of DLC that they release, which I, I like when games do that because it feels like you're getting a good chunk of a game. It's not just, you know, a new jacket or whatever to wear. But yeah, and, and that game is 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 really loved. It it was critically acclaimed and more dishonored is never a bad thing. I like the game. I won't say I'm a huge, huge fan, but um but it's it's a good game. The gameplay is really good. Um, yeah. Doom is another one. Doom came out and it was, you know, it really rocked everyone's world. It was uh, really a real big surprise. The new Doom game. Yeah. What and I like, I think that's an example of. Uh, I think the new Doom was a, is an example of a team doing everything right because it runs well on every platform. There was no like, they didn't start. There was no real problems. Like everyone had a good go at it, and it runs on like even with PC, it runs on older machines for PC. It's very well optimized. It gave everyone a chance to play it. Was it on Switch? I think that's a really good. It's after being released on Switch, really. it, it is on Switch. Yeah. How does it run? As far as I'm aware, it's meant it. to run very, very well. I don't have it myself, but I've heard of reviews and everything for the Switch, and it's meant to be running very well. Nice. Um, they get, get nothing but nothing but grief if they didn't have it working because it's kind of a bit of a joke on the internet. You can have the original Doom game running on literally anything. Some lad got it running on the little screen on his printer. I saw <laughs> that. That was quite impressive. I want to do it on a sat nav one day. You can do it on a calculator. Nice. I've seen it being on a calculator, yeah. And I've also seen it done on the little uh, light bar on a MacBook as well. Mad. So yeah, that's uh, Bethesda, and the last thing I'm going to say about them is I hope to God that we see an Elder Scrolls Six symbol come up at the end of their press conference because, to be quite honest with you, another Fallout I think is a little bit early. I know with the, the online um, Elder Scrolls is doing very well, and it's understandable if they don't want to release another standalone offline game to compete with that. But I want to see we are working on an Elder Scrolls 6 game. I don't care if it has to come out two years, but I want to see something about Elder as Scrolls. Much as I would love to agree with you there, Ronan. They've, re they've saturated the Elder Scrolls name with so many re-releases of Skyrim. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. 
no, I, I totally agree. We're still buying Skyrim, and I, that's why I don't think they, they'll be releasing a new one anytime soon. As long as people are buying it, they have no incentive to release a new one. That's well, I exactly hope you are all wrong. <laughs> I'd love if they just redid Morrowind. I love Morrowind. That'd yeah. be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I love Morrowind. That was actually my first experience in the Elder, Elder Scrolls series. I'd love a re, uh, remaster of Oblivion, because I loved Oblivion. I Oblivion was that. awesome as well. Yeah, Patrick Stewart back in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the next one is going to be a very quick one. It is Devolver Digital. They have nothing announced, like they're hush-hush. They brought you games like um, Hotline Miami, Enter the Gungeon, those, you know, small but really, really well-developed games. I mean, Hotline Miami, I played that thing on Vita, and I loved it. It was super addictive at the time. Ended up finishing it. Hotline Miami 2 was much the same, very similar, and it didn't grab me as much, but Hotline Miami 1 is a phenomenal game. The music in it is is probably the best part about that game. Phenomenal music. Um, so, yeah, they're probably going to be announcing a couple of new games. It's always good seeing what th those guys come up with, possibly a Hotline Force Miami two. 3. or What is it? We want Bro Force 2. Oh, Bro Force Bro is Force another game, of course. Yeah, Bro Force is phenomenal. Um, I just love the names in Bro Force, to be honest with you. Yeah, we we actually all need to download that game and, and jump on that because Broforce is super, super underrated. Oh, uh, unbelievably. So I haven't I have it myself. I just haven't played it very much. Me and Paddy were powering through it there the other week. I, I always love the pixel blood effect when you blow something up and it's just those pixel bits everywhere. I, I yeah, love that. that. I love that art style. It just it um it's just amazing to watch that. So we're going on to Monday now. Um Jack, you don't have to worry about this one. You'll probably be asleep but uh, <laughs> after your night shift. But this is 6 p.m. in the evening. Is... No, I'll be awake. Oh, you'll be awake. Okay. <laughs> trying to get some platinums, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm working on again. Bloodborne next, so I could be. You're working on what? Bloodborne? Bloodborne, yeah. Oh, I might have to jump in with you on that one. <laughs> Before Bloodborne 2 is announced, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so on Monday at 6 p.m. is the Square Enix conference. Um, another big one. I mean, like they've got some serious, serious properties that Square they need Enix. to uh, <laughs> that they need they need to talk about. Um, I'll go ahead and say it right now. We are going to get a Kingdom Hearts three release date. It's going to happen, Jack. I'm going to <laughs> it's say going to happen. If we do not, I will riot. I will fly over to wherever they are and I will storm the offices and say, "Where is it?" We and need I, it! And I guarantee you, that game will get the biggest roar in literally the whole weekend. It's going to be... because the, it, it won't be a roar of excitement. It'll be a sigh of relief at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. I'll be like, finally, because I've had a pre-order on that for the past four years in my local GameStop. What would, get, what, would get the bigger, what would get the bigger roar? Kingdom Hearts 3 or Final Fantasy 7 remake? Kingdom Hearts Yeah, I think people are a little, uh, probably a sigh of relief for the they actually know that that's coming yeah um but look we'll it's see what happens we'll... for so many years like final fantasy 7's only had a more recent announcement whereas king mars 3 got announced years ago but well, it, final, fantasy, it, final fantasy 7 remake got announced in 2015 but that's what i'm saying it's still more recent than what king mars 3 was mm. well they had that wasn't yeah. king mars 2.8 well, it was the last one they did wasn't it yeah, so I still haven't played that. 1.5 and 2.8 and 3.4. Yeah. Who the yeah. hell? Like, how can you get so confusing with a, a game um, that has Disney characters? Like, it's... 
Isn't the Deus Ex team working on a new game as well? Deus Ex. Yeah. Possibly, because I know they're I not. I don't think. I, 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 yeah, no, I don't think it's a, a, a new DSX game. I think it's a new IP altogether, or they're working with someone on another IP. Could even be working on the Avengers IP. Yeah, be, yeah. which we'll talk about next. Um, Square Enix have the rights to make a, an Avengers game, and we know absolutely nothing about actually, this. Actually, uh, that something that, that actually reminds me of. They actually also had um, the rights to DC a good twelve years ago, or something like that as well. And they gave it back. <laughs> oh, something, something went wrong because I remember hearing about it because um, Tetsuya Nomura, one of the character designers, created the designs for the Joker, for Harley, for Catwoman, for Batman, but they were never revealed. And then maybe a year, I think it was two or three years ago now, they released figures of each of them. And it came out that they actually had the rights to make a game years ago, but something happened and they couldn't. And now they're making standalone now movies of Avengers. Josh Leto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let DC go and do whatever they do. The 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 DC universe movie universe is absolutely destroyed at the moment. But um, the animated universe is absolutely fantastic. The animated is fantastic, <laughs> and Gotham ain't bad either. I'll give that. It's uh, is very very good from what I've watched. Fair due, but the Gotham, movie you have to binge it though. You have to binge you Gotham because oh, there's yeah. fifty episodes a season. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm about halfway through the first season before I stopped binging because I didn't have the rest of them. But it's on Netflix, so I'm just gonna. Wait until yeah. have a day or two off and just binge the whole thing. It's well worth a watch. Um, but yeah, Jared Leto is having his own standalone Joker movie, which is a disgrace, to be honest. Uh. <laughs> uh, only if you could bring Heat back and give him a standalone. But I, like, why would you bring? Why would you have a standalone of the Joker? Like, I, I, I really don't understand that. Like, how can you have the Joker without Batman? In recent years, and even the sorry, in the past two or three years. The Joker and Harley relationship has become relationship goals for a lot of people. <laughs> and it just makes no sense. And so because of that, both Harley and the Joker have had this up, upheaval in popularity, for lack of a better say, way of saying it. And so they're looking to get keep riding a hype train and by releasing a Joker standalone movie. <sighs> that makes me sad and sick at the same time. Next thing we'll have is 50 Shades of Joker. And it'd just be a whole movie of him beating Jason Todd with a crowbar. There's actually there's actually a, a comic book out at the moment called uh, White Knight. Batman yes, White Knight. It's fantastic. Yeah, I haven't been reading it, but it's basically where the Joker says, what's the ma main thing I can do to mess with Batman? So the Joker turns good, turns Batman into the biggest criminal, and saves Gotham better than Batman ever could. That's yeah. class. Yeah. It is phenomenal. <laughs> That's a really I interesting have the sit, sitting beside me uh, here, and it starts off with the Batman just beating the Joker and shoving pills down his throat. Oh, spoiler oh, shot. Come on now. This is in the first <laughs> issue. <laughs> if I really wanted to spoil it, I'd say how he don't how Joker does it, but I'm not going to because it's really smart. Right, so let's get back to Marvel because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how we started this conversation. So Square Enix are making uh, an uh, the, the Avengers game. Um they have, you know, they need to really, really come out with something that is like they have a chance to make a game that everybody is going to buy. They they've released a little bits and pieces of information that I read. Um, it's going to be possibly it, it, no, it, it is going to be online. I think you're going to be able to possibly pick one of the Avengers and play through as as one of the the, the main crew. But 
I mean, what sort of gameplay is it going to be? How are you, is it going to be open world? Is it going to be more of a, an arena-based game where you're fighting back? Like, how, like, what is this game going to be? Honestly, um, I Jack, you... see it in the style of The Witcher. That's the way I'd like to see it. But an open world, but kind of RPG-style aspects to it. Yeah. I'm hoping for something completely different. I'm hoping for more of like a, you know, like the old um, Captain America games on the Sega and stuff, like the Streets of Rage kind of styles. I'm hoping to take it back, but like, you know, the way they, that, that, like, the like tech and force mode and stuff. I'd love for them to take that aspect and bring it in because then it's more like an arcade way of playing it aspect yeah. as well, where you can have your friends in together. Well. They could even do it in the style of the old Marvel Ultimate Alliance games either. Yeah, well, there was that game that was out. Um... They stopped supporting it recently. Marvel Heroes, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That it was the dungeon was crawler yeah. and everything else, I think. But it was a yeah, free to play, wasn't it? Yeah, I played the hell out of that game. So did I. And then you just stopped supporting it. It's annoying. I didn't play it myself because I'm more of a DC fanboy, but we won't get into that. <laughs> it's uh It's. Uh, I think Jack. I think the source material for DC is better, but I think the way. Marvel have treated their their movies. movie universe is yeah. just oh, beyond like um I agree one hundred percent because the, uh, then again saying that they did hit a good note with Wonder Woman. So if they can kinda keep on that track they could do alright, but Marvel have just been hitting it home with every movie they've released recently. Um well, see, I, see Marvel learned their lesson with Iron Man two where they filled it with nothing but references, set up a big universe. And it yeah, exactly. ruined the entire film. But DC haven't learned that lesson yet. And DC need to learn that lesson. Yeah. But that goes back to the whole Microsoft Sony lesson I said earlier. So we're getting off topic again, boys. Yeah, we yeah. are getting off topic. Let's uh <laughs> let's move it on with uh Square <laughs> Square Enix. Um Shadow of Shadow of Tomb Raider is another game. They released oh, a trailer yeah. for that. I personally think the the reboot of Tomb Raider is is a brilliant reboot. I think it's it does so much different to the originals but it also kind of keeps the the flair that kind of feminine flair that lara brings and i like i was comparing the the first game to uncharted i really thought it was it was that good i loved some of the elements i thought were actually better than the uncharted series i thought the gameplay was a little bit more flowing um but obviously the the characters are a little bit different um uncharted swing it swing it that way but I am looking forward to this trilogy being rounded off in what looks like the darkest game um, to come to the series. Have you have you guys played it this game or this series or? Oh yeah, yeah. I played it since college. Played the first one when it came out, and uh, it's just the game is so satisfying. Yeah. You work so hard to get through it and to upgrade your weapons. And when you get a new weapon, it is the best feeling in that first game. And she gets her ass kicked and that's Until you get the compound bow and then no other weapon matters. <laughs> <laughs> the same goes with Rise of the Tomb Raider. As soon as you get the compound bow, no other weapon matters in that game. As long as you keep each of the different arrow, arrow types, you will fly through that game. So everyone's looking forward to the shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh, for um, sounds like Jack's looking forward to that compound bow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Once you get caught the compound bow, it's game over. <laughs> that's why I did the survival tests in the for the platinum and the in Rise of the Tomb Raider, just use the compound bow, nothing else. Compound bow and poison arrows took out everything instantly. 
<laughs> okay, let's uh, let's push it on here, guys, because we're kind of running a little bit behind schedule. But it's okay; we can go over if if we need be. Um, next on the cards, Monday nine o'clock is Ubisoft. Now you can say what you want about Ubisoft. I personally think they're an amazing developer. I think they've got better as the years have gone on. I think what I love about the most is their ability to release a game that is not fully fleshed out and to support it up until the point where people are like, do you know what? The division is an amazing game. Now ghost recon is an amazing game. Now, you know, all these games, like even, even Assassin's Creed, like, I mean, the, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, I was blown away by that game. I'm not a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I like black flag, but the, the assassin's creed origins i think did enough to it changed up the gameplay the world was fantastic um ubisoft are one of my favorite developers out there just for the, the simple fact of how they treat their games um but basically what we have for them what what they're hoping that i'm going to bring to the show is the division two is going to be brought supposedly anyways the big rumor um any of you played the division no i've watched gameplay I have I played a little bit of it, but I was I was more into Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, the division was kind of a little bit too RPG esque for me, but I know that game is loved. I I found the division got kind of very quickly. It kind of started to just repeat stuff very early on. You were just kind of doing the same things. Yeah, and I suppose like that there's not much you can do with those kind of games. Though, like it can only go so far. There's nothing new you can add to a game with guns. It's not like a Phantom Dragon or something, yeah, yeah. But like, um, there's like, there's only so many raids and stuff. I kind of find out with GTA Online as well. Like, I think they've that's the level. They're only going to get to a certain level, and that's all they can do with it. So I don't think bringing out a Division Two is a good move for them. Same goes with the seat in Rainbow Six Siege as well, though. Like they've pumped out new stuff for each year, but it still boils down to the same thing. Yeah, but I I think Siege has a little bit like Siege it would be classed as one of the best squad based shooters in the last oh, two yeah, or three no, years um and I, I don't think i think like fortnite it doesn't need to have different maps and a different story and this that and the other like it's it sticks to what it knows and it keeps that gameplay and it, it like it's got a huge fan base like i mean oh, massive all of these games like that ubisoft release like i think i think the division will sell really well i think people are still playing that to this day but it doesn't really interest me all that much uh, as well as kind of the same as as you guys um, the next game from Ubisoft, I have, I have Beyond Good and Evil Two. Was that a Ubi yeah. game? Yeah, I never played the. I never played the original. Um, I, I I think I played snippets of the original, but I don't know. Look, we've been hearing about Beyond Good and Evil Two for the last couple of years. People seem to be losing their cool over that, but I have I have no interest in that game. Are, are, have you played the original? It is Ubisoft, yeah. The first one is oh, Ubisoft. Jesus. Oh, it is Ubisoft. Thank God for uh, that. I, I never played the original, but I do have a copy of it for the PS2. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many PS2 games I have that I have not played that I need to play. So nobody cares about Beyond Good and Evil 2. That's that's uh... not as of yet, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the next big news from Ubisoft, probably the biggest, is we are getting another Assassin's Creed game. It's going to be a follow-on to Origins. I personally, I liked Origins, but I don't know how I feel about a game being released a year after Origins. I think with the game before Origins was Syndicate, and they took a break after that game to create 
a totally new world in Origins, and now it seems that they're going back to the yearly releases, which, like, I think open world games like that need a little bit of time to sit in the, the market and for people to explore, yeah. and then two years later bring out something just a, a different environment or a different place. I do like yeah. the set, and I think it's going to be in Greek, uh, Greece, or it, it, is it ancient Greece? I think is where where the rumor is. I think uh, the rumor is actually Sparta, to be exact. Sparta. Is I that from the guy kicking now. the dude off the cliff? Exactly the same. Yeah, as yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But that's what a lot of people are rumoring. rumoring exactly the same as that, that terrible movie, Three Hundred. <laughs> not talk about Three Hundred. Odds on a reference. I'm a. Uh, I'm a serious Assassin's Creed fan. I've played every single game, even the mini games and the side scrollers. Okay. And oh, Jesus. this game does not excite me. It doesn't bode well for me now. Did Origins excite you? Oh yeah, Origins was absolutely amazing. Yeah. But I, agree. But I want I want them to wait another two years and do another Bayek game because we're only really getting to know Bayek now, and we're only really need to get getting to know his brotherhood that he's created. Yeah, and wanting so, um, something similar to the Assassin's Creed Two with Brotherhood and Revelations. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But this one is—it's um, made by the Syndicate team, and it was made alongside mm. Origins. Okay, I so didn't know that. I just—I just—I think they took a year's break, and now they're patting themselves on the back by releasing the game in the year after. Yeah, I think yeah. there's like nine different teams for them for them games or something silly like that, but. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's a weird one. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll sell really well. Hopefully it's not a broken mess like Syndicate was. But yeah. um, So the next, the next game from Ubisoft is mostly rumors, but Splinter Cell um, is supposedly getting something in the pipeline. And the reason why people think this is because they brought Sam Fisher to Ghost Recon Wildlands as a special play, or it was like a special playable mission. I played it. It was cool. Um, they got the the voice from from Sam Fisher, the second one, I believe. Iron, what's his name? Does anyone know? Is it something Ironside or Iron Fist or Michael Ironside? Yeah, exactly. Um, he was brought back. I believe he had cancer, and yeah, he he got himself oh he got himself cured, and he's back. Uh, he's back playing Sam Fisher. So. Yeah, he did it for Wildlands, though, didn't he? For that, yeah, that's the mission they did. Yeah, that's what I said. Wildlands, they brought the kind of DLC out for. Yeah, um, so that was kind of led people to believe that they're going to bring a new Splinter Cell game to the 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 the, the new consoles. But um, yeah, I'd be looking forward to that. Something different, you know. The gameplay of yeah. Splint, Splinter Cell had a real niche kind of, um customer base but we'll see what happens it's uh it's a uh, it'll look good anyway ubisoft will, will do it good and it's a name everybody like... knows because everybody played the original splinter cell back in xbox and ps2 days <laughs> exactly and they I were pretty like good i believe small, all those kind of games, i think all those kind of games like metal gear solid and, and splinter cell, i think they need like a good buy game as well though like even in the references in wildlands he talks about someone he says he's the only when sam fisher talks he says he's the only one and as a guy like me, he's actually talking about people say he's talking about Solid Snake. Nice. Um uh there's that there's two of them, and then there's siphon filter. I'd like to see a siphon filter just to wrap that Jeez, up as I well. I've heard of a siphon filter in a long time. I knew that was gonna be that was gonna be said. 
<laughs> great games. I can't even actually yeah. remember the last time I heard anything about a siphon filter game that could come out again. Anyone who has a copy of the first game, go back and play it and watch how Art is back at this for the whole game. <laughs> um so let's let's move it on from Ubisoft. Um I think it's gonna be a great conference. Looking forward to that one actually, because there's very little information and they could do anything. Um, the next one is there's nothing really, nothing really um, concrete with this one is the PC gaming show. All it is is E3's annual showcase of unrevealed games, trailers, and tech coming to PC is back this year. That's the only information we get uh, there. I'm sure there'll be cool little tidbits, possibly a new graphics card, stuff like that. But um, on to the next one is the the big one for for me anyway. Is a, is a Sony press conference at 2 a.m. in the morning. Jack is the man that's going to be up for that one. Oh, I'm definitely going to be watching that one. So let me just run through the list of games that I have for the Sony press conference. I have Spider-Man. Unbelievable. I can't wait to see more of that. My, me and my son are going to play that till we get the platinum. I'll definitely get the platinum on that, Jack. I might need your I'm hand for that. I'm ready to do it, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we have The Last of Us getting a release day, possibly um it's got it's got to be like it's got to we've got to get a release there for that and possibly some gameplay footage we have red dead redemption 2 again uh some gameplay and a release date would be really nice we talked about it earlier death stranding kojima is possibly going to be on stage playing that game and giving us a and i do you know what I, i i don't actually care what he does because I just know it's going to be the most interesting thing that you're going to see all weekend. So it's, he could, uh, could just come on and do some interpretive dance, and you'd be like, "Yeah, that's brilliant." Yeah, that's you class. Just walk across the stage, and everybody be like, "Yes!" That's like so Kojima, and everyone just yeah. Um, the next game is Ghost of Tsushima, 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 Ghost of Tsushima. It is the developers are who are the developers for that game? Uh. So that's a game I'm quite looking forward to, and I just can't remember the name of the developer. Someone grab up the developer of 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 uh, Ghost of. I think I believe it's the guys that did Infamous. Um, anyway, uh, what uh, we have uh, Days Gone is the another game that we that nobody cares about, but we're going to have to see it anyway. And I, I know ha- you were right. It's Infamous's. Uh, developer Sucker Punch Productions. Sucker Punch, Sucker Punch. That's who I was going with. Um, and I have here. This is one of my own rumors that we are going to get that from software new IP release right at the very end. We're going to see from software come up. The whole place is going to lose their shit. I'm going <laughs> to just drop the mic. Uh, yeah. So look, that's uh, that's dreams. But what we are you? Hope. We all hope. What are you look most looking forward to in that list? Seamus, we'll go to you first. I forgot the list already. Uh, Spider-Man, Last of Us, <laughs> Red Dead, Death Stranding. Um, probably Spider-Man. I, I feel like there hasn't been a good Spider-Man, like a staple for Spider-Man games in a long um, I also think we're going to get, we're going to see more Spyro and stuff like that. I think all those kind of things are going to be shown as well. Also, I, I feel like they might show Devil May Cry 5, and I, if they do, I think that's the one that'll make me fall out of my chair. Oh, nice. So you you want to you want them bringing it back to the to the old Dante aesthetic and I think it's time to out. bring him back. Yeah, I think it's it's time that uh, they they stop ruining him. Oh. <laughs> Take away the emo style. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I I'd be looking forward to that as well. That's uh. That's Capcom, isn't it? Yeah. 
So with Capcom, we could possibly be getting the Resident Evil 2 remake as well. Um, that would be very, very awesome. I haven't played that game in years. It used to be one of my favorites. And yeah, to play that game would be sweet. We know it's coming. Um, we've got details that there is a Resident Evil 2 in the making. There has been for a while. So hopefully they, they bring out something that just looks really cool and possibly a different angle of character. You're behind the shoulder or something like that would be really cool. Um, Kevin, what are you most looking forward to in the Sony presser? Definitely has to be Last of Us. It's, nice. it's it's one of the only games that I've played multiple multiple times. I've even tried to tried the extreme one, which lasted about forty minutes. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's that's the only way I played it was on oh. the extreme, and I thought it was it really kind of it was tough, but it, there was a lot of sneaking and throwing rocks at clickers. That's all I remember. <laughs> no, I um, no, I'm really excited about that. Like me and Patrick had a conversation during the week about. Uh, what we think is going to be the game is going to be about and he thought that uh joel maybe spoilers i don't know that maybe joel is dead and ellie has to get revenge on people that killed him yeah. personally this is this is literally my own head cannon. i'm pulling this out of literally nowhere i think ellie got pregnant and the fireflies took her baby and tried to make the cure but killed the baby and she's going to kill them all that's what i think that trailer was Okay, so you think okay, the baby that's, that's was That's my only my own personal head cannon because she's covering her stomach. Yeah. You don't see I don't know. I, I'm I'm getting way up inside my own head about that. You don't one, think but... that's Ellie's mother, no? I have no idea. <laughs> Possibly. But that's the that's the thing. Like a lot of people were saying that, that trailer was too gruesome, but I, I don't know whether you paid Last of Us One, yeah. but that game was fucking gruesome. Like <laughs> you, we, you, you were the bad guy in Last of Us. What's that? Especially Jack? when you get caught, got caught by a clicker. My God, was that one gruesome death? Oh God, them clickers were. What I loved about Last of Us, it's a zombie s game, but it's original, and it was, um, the way they they had it was it was based off a real disease that affects. Yeah. I think it was ants, wasn't it? A fungus that affects the brain of the ant. Yeah. And I remember the build up to that game before it was released, and reading about that the disease, and I thought it was just unbelievably original that they would create a zombie game but make it into something a little bit different and a little bit original like everybody knows what a zombie is but nobody knew what a clicker was and it was it was just something that they could work their game design around naughty dog again or a, a top developer they haven't released a bad game i don't i don't think ever and yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to that one too um me and my wife played that, played the original. We both loved it. We always said that the giraffe scene was one of our favorite scenes in any video game. It was just the fact that you're you're going through this like horrific world and you're getting beat after beat after beat, and then you come to that area and it's just that sense of calmness. And yeah, it, it really just blew me away that game. Um, yeah, Sony is going to light light it up, and I think it's going to be. I think we're going to get a couple of surprises that none of us are going to expect. But look, Paddy Toner, if he was here, he would be saying that he believes that Bloodborne 2 is going to come. I I really hope he's right. <laughs> I really I, I think it's time. I think, I think it's a great time after the original Bloodborne. But my personal opinion is we never get to see a Bloodborne 2, but we get to see a spiritual successor, which I think is yeah. going to be called shadows die twice so that's going to be my little prediction for 
for E3 that I hope will uh, will come true. But who knows? We're uh, we're throwing back ideas back and forth here, so who knows who's going to be right? We'll know by next when Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we'll know. Tuesday, yeah. uh, so bringing us on to Tuesday, June twelfth, the last day of the E3 conference is Nintendo's press conference, and for the first time in a couple of years, I am very excited to see what is going to be coming to the Switch because I am getting a Switch uh, very soon. My son is actually getting one. We have both played Zelda Breath of the Wild. We absolutely adore that game. Phenomenal I think, game. I think, as far as just the way it's developed and the way it's seamless, and it, what I like about Zelda is you don't have to think about what you're doing. You just you're doing it like and my son he's he's six and he's the same like he just you, you see him he just instantly knows what he's doing and i think that's that really screams great game design um and yeah i'm really looking forward to what nintendo have uh, the dimension the, the games here i've mentioned are metro metroid prime 4 um pokemon mm. possibly that new is it the new let's go let's, Aerie, let's go, let's go. yeah uh, yeah, see, that's how much I don't really care about Pokemon. But <laughs> um, yeah, that game is coming out. But I think that's there's going to be a couple of Pokemon games to be released on the Switch. That's just the first one to to come. Well, they, sadly. they released one last week. They released Pokemon Quest. Okay, last week, yeah, and that's kind of like that's like kind of like a block art game. It's kind of like a, like a Minecrafty kind of block art Pokemon game. What's it like? I haven't played it. I downloaded it. I meant to play it. It's something. It's all right so far. I've only played maybe about an hour of it myself, and it's something that'll pass the time. Okay, not something I'll sink time into like I would something bigger. So exactly like Pokemon Go is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something that you play to pass the time. Uh, this, new, so this new Pokemon game it actually annoyed me. There, Pokemon games are the only games I play on my 3ds. The only reason I have a 3ds is to play the Pokemon games, and uh, this is just. I understand why they're doing it. They want to get uh, the. Like everybody played, everybody played Pokemon Go, even people who don't play Pokemon, and uh, they they want to get those people in buy a Switch, buy a game, and then sell the main sequence game next year, because this I is just more people glorified Pokemon Go. Like it, the the Pikachu and Eevee you have don't even evolve. You can dress them up, and that's about it. Yeah. That type of game, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're gonna they're gonna lose the hardcore people who do all the the tournaments and streams and shiny hunting and all that sort of stuff i don't know give oh, it no, time I, yeah they'll bring out they'll bring out a, a, a savage game before the end of the, the switch generation i guarantee oh, you. Oh, there's did one announced for next super year smash? Anyway, so. sorry do we mention super smash bros uh not yet it was that was the next thing i was going to say was uh super smash bros coming to switch um yeah that's that's a that's a really kind of big announcement i think it's a predictable one but everybody loves super smash and to be able to play that on your switch and on the go i think it's it's pretty cool um i think they're, they're also showing the splatoon 2 world championships um during their conference right i never played splatoon so i've i've no input on that but um that's the one where you kind of spray paint on everyone isn't it yeah, yeah you kind of mark it's like a yeah, yeah. power defense game or something. No, it's like a, I don't really I don't it's, really it's know. It's like a first person shooter game. You just um you go around the arena and you tag as much of the arena in your color as you can. Okay. Just plus Nintendo to make a <laughs> to make an arena shooter game with no violence. <laughs> so something similar to one of those modes in Tony Hawk's years ago where you had to grind and do tricks off of things to color them your color. 
Right. Okay. Sounds interesting. Um, what else do we have for Switch? We have the biggest surprise of them all. Fortnite is coming to Switch. <laughs> like oh, yeah, we didn't know that wasn't going to happen. Um, to be fair, Fortnite on a go, on the go, in that kind of quality, in comparison to like on a phone or on a tablet, it probably will actually do quite well. Yeah, I think I think so too. Um, and did we have we mentioned the? What else are we going to mention about? Yeah, so that's really it for Nintendo. They've, I'm sure they're going to have lots of secrets that they're going to reveal, as they always do. They're, they're a pretty tight-lipped community or uh, company when it comes to that, and they not a lot of Mario leaks. Maker coming out soon. Mario Maker, I have no idea. I think that's coming out on the Switch soon as well. I'm a little bit behind on my Nintendo information. Ah, <laughs> I think we've lost Jack to the elements. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo always, always usually bring a bit of a surprise. Last year, that Rabbids game was. Yeah. I think it, it was out in order, but I could be half remembered. I don't know. I, yeah. think it was, I think it was a surprise, yeah. I think that game went down pretty well. People that played it were. That was the kind of XCOM game, wasn't it? Yeah. Style game, yeah. Something different. That's what I like about Nintendo. They're, they're trying something different with their, their properties. We'll probably have a lot of stuff about Labo and stuff like that as well. What does everyone think of Labo? Fancy Certainly out of the box. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I hate myself. I hate myself. <laughs> I'll just That's end it. Beat you to that now, to be fair. Um. Yeah. So I think we've we've definitely gone over the hour anyway. But look, yeah. I I really enjoyed chit chatting and talking about E3. We're going to do a reaction show, possibly next Wednesday, and we we will be you know we'll see if any of our predictions have been right and if any of the information that we've been given beforehand is right probably not <laughs> but uh we'll we'll find out soon enough um and so let's do a couple of shout outs um the first shout out i want to do is just for player one gaming it is a, a store in mullingar and minute there's two stores in ireland and they sell retro games, used games, and new games for, for all consoles. Um, a great store. They have great customer service. And just anyone that gets a chance just to check them out. Their, their range of retro stuff is really impressive. And they sell uh, vinyls as well, which not a lot of people are doing anymore. So, um, And, yeah, the, the guys in there are just very friendly. Just go in and have a chat with them. And, yeah, uh, Player One Gaming, Minute, and Mullingar. If you guys want to shout out something there, work away. This is this is your time, uh, Seamus. I want I want to give a shout out to Gamerfest. Myself and Ray, apart, I remember the Republic of Gaming made a trip down there on Saturday, and we were really well received. Like we had loads of people coming up and talking to us and stuff, and getting very interactive with us. Um, we did some, took some photos with some kids, and we did some stuff with the all cast Irish gamers and stuff. It was really good. It's really. I'm just I'm just uh, sad that no one else really got to come down with us and have a bit of crack. It was a great day. Out. Yeah, shout out to, to all casts as well, friends of the, the Republic. Um, all, entertaining as always, I'd say, fan order. Oh, yeah, they're brilliant. No, it was really good. Yeah, I just, I'm just sad I didn't go down on the Sunday as well. Um, yeah, well, we'll definitely organize the next big one. We'll we'll all make a trip down and yeah. wear the t shirts and hopefully make a make a oh, bigger stamp. Probably make an appearance. Um, Kev, do you want to shout out if you have any plugs to, to throw in? Oh, I don't know. Hit me up on Twitter at Kevin Toner and uh, Martouf on YouTube, Martouf TK on Twitch. You know, sweet Jack, Love myself, the platinum Jack. 
Well, if you want to give me a follow on the usual social medias of Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, it's all the same name. It's Waxticles. Bit of a mouthful, I know. And sounds a bit like another word I will not say on the podcast, but. <laughs> Let's keep it clean, Jack. Let's keep it clean. That's, that's why I'm saying I won't say it on the podcast. <laughs> all right. So without further ado, I want to end the show by thanking everyone that has been a part of this amazing movement. The Republic of Gaming has always been about creating a great community and without all of you, this simply wouldn't work. From Kevin, Seamus and Jack, and myself, your host, Ronan Fox, this has been the Republic of Gaming podcast, episode two, E3 prediction show. Thank you for checking in and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Thanks, lads. Peace out.